Well, Laura, the ace's maid, insists on a two-dollar-a-week raise or she'll quit. Jane tried to bluff her this morning, but it didn't work. This episode takes place just after dinner the same evening and is in alternating scenes between the ace's bungalow and the room where Laura lives with a girlfriend. But first of the aces where we find Mr. Ace with his evening paper, Marge with a book, and Betty writing a letter. Jane enters from the kitchen. Well, Laura just finished the dishes and went home. Now, I want everybody here to pay attention to me. We've got to go into a hurdle about giving her a raise. Because she says she's absolutely going to quit at the end of the week if we don't. So we've got to have a family conference. Dear, you might as well put your paper down and listen to me. Marge, stop reading that book. Betty, stop writing. I'm not going to talk myself hoarse in the face for nothing. We've got to get this settled one for all and all for one. Are we going to give her the raise or not? Raise your hand if you think we should. I'll count them. One. Well, am I the only one? <laughs> it looks that way, Jess. Mark, this is no laughing matter. That was a fine thing you told me to do this morning, bluffer. Didn't work, huh? Didn't work. First I told her I was going to hire another girl, and then I acted like I was calling the post to put in an ad for a girl. The minute I was through, she started to call some other woman about taking a job there. That was a fine thing you got me into. Oh, I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> it looks as if Laura's mind is made up to either get a raise or quit. I'll say the world it is. She says she's absolutely going to quit by the end of the week if we don't give her $2 a week more. Now, everybody here knows what a marvelous cook she is and how she keeps her room thick and fat and how she knows how everybody likes their steak. And the seasoning and everything. And if she leaves, it means we'll have to get a new girl and start from scratch. And it may take take weeks or months before she's as good as Laura. Now, will you please raise your hand if you think you should get a raise or not? I'll count them. One. Oh, what's the matter with everybody here? Am I talking to a deaf wall? Dear, will you put that paper down? Hey, will you kindly attend the meeting? What, uh, what's going on? What's going on? What have I been saying? You've been saying that Laura insists on having... No, Betty, let your uncle tell me. I just want to see if he's been paying attention. Go ahead, dear. What did I say? Uh, you got me, Jane. There, you see? That's just what I thought. Everything I say around here just goes in one ear. Now, you listen to me. I'm talking about Laura. Yes, Laura wants her raise and she threatens to quit by the end of the week. That's right, Mark. She says she can't make both ends meet on $10 a week. She has to have 12 Now, if you think we should get a new girl and start all over teaching her everything, all right. But if you don't, we'll have to give her the raise. Now, all in favor, raise your hand and I'll count. One... Here, do you see my hand? Uh, yes, Jane, you may go. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't see anything funny about this. If you people just sit around here and not decide on anything, she'll be gone. And then the laugh will be on the other foot. Well, that's a matter for you and Ace to decide, Jane. Well, he won't talk to me. Uncle Ace, you better come to some decision. I have. I told Jane this morning that we could not give her a raise. But she's going to quit. Well, is she indispensable? No, she feels fine. She's just going to quit about the money. <laughs> Well, the thing you have to decide, Aunt Jane, is whether she's worth $2 a week more. Well, I think we ought to give her the raise. Well, I think we ought to give her the air. Do you really think she'll quit if you don't give her the raise? I told you what she said. Yes, I know, but I can't picture Laura actually getting up that much energy and ambition. Oh, it's not her so much as her girlfriend. She's the one that keeps telling her that she isn't getting enough. Who's her girlfriend? Oh, 
the one she lives with. I don't know who she is. Oh, so she's the one that's uh, egging her on. Yes, she's the fly in the oatmeal. In the oatmeal, yeah. <laughs> Does she work, the girlfriend? Yes, and she gets 14 a week. That's where Laura got those ideas about asking for more money. And Laura says she's got another job for more money. She's already got the job? She's got it if we let her go. She almost took it this morning when I tried to bluff her like Mars told me. But I told her I'd talk to you again tonight, and she said she'd wait another day. Well, I told it just like you told me, but it didn't work. What do you mean it didn't work? It always works. Works with me. Yes, but I guess your message is different from Mrs. A. Oh, they're all alive. What you do? Tell me. Well, I bluffed it just like you told me. I said, either I get $2 a week more or I quit. Yeah. And she says, well, I guess you'll have to quit. She says, and with that, she picks up the telephone to call the paper to put in an ad for a girl. Oh, wise guy. But I seen that she had her finger on the hook, so I just called her bluff. I said, like you told me, I did. Can I use your phone and call up Mrs. Van Pelt and tell her I can start working Monday? That's what I got it. What you do? Did you let me use the phone? Yeah. Well, I had all I could do to keep my finger on the hook, but I went off through with it. And when I hung up, she said to me, she says, Jim, I had my finger on the hook. And I said, so did I. You told her you had the finger on the hook. Well, Bella, seems she was nice enough to tell me she did. Well, if you ain't surprised, dope, you're just hopeless. You want to talk to me like that, Bella? Well, you are. Now, I had a very hard day, what was having to get dinner and fighting with the missus and promising I'd wait for tomorrow. Oh, you gave her an extra day to take it over? Yes, I did. She's going to talk it over with Mr. A. What kind of a cluck is he? Well, he says he won't give me the raise, that's all. Well, just wait until she tells him tonight that you're going to quit and that you already got a new job waiting for but you. But that's just it. I haven't got a new job. I suppose you went and told her that, too. Oh, no. She still thinks I can take my new job start Monday, just like you told me. But to tell you the truth, I'm sorry I started the whole thing. Sorry you started it? How are you going to get more money? Say, what do you want to do? Go on working for $10 a week the rest of your life? Don't you want to get up to 14 someday like me? Oh, yes, but you don't know, Mr. A. The trouble with you, Laura, is you ain't fired with ambition like me. No, I'm just fired, that's all. Who says you're fired? Well, I'm just as good as fired. I wish you hadn't told me about bluffing them. I kind of thought it wouldn't work. It always works, I tell you. If they like you, it always works. Are you sure they like you? Oh, yes, I think so. The missus does, I'm sure. It's just mystery. Sometimes she don't act like she cares, one way or the other. Well, as long as she does, if you're sure. Oh, yes, I'm sure about Mrs. A. Well, that's all that matters. Now I'm going to call her up. Call up who? Mrs. A. What for? You want to be calling her? It's part of the bluff, Laura. I'll say I'm Mrs. Van Pelt. I'll be calling up to ask for you. Now, that'll give her something to worry about, especially if she likes to work like you say she does. Oh, I know she does. Well, come on. Let's go down to the drugstore and telephone. Do you think you order? Sure. I'll tell her I'm Mrs. Van Pelt, and I want to talk to you about coming to work for me. Come on, let's go. 
Business isn't as good as it might be right now. I've got to watch every cent. Oh, but two dollars won't break you, will it? Two dollars here and two dollars there, Will. But I only want two dollars here. Oh, this argument is leading anywhere. It's boring me. If you don't want to give her a raise, get somebody else. Oh, yes. Look who's talking. You sit there on your high hat and say, get somebody else. You don't have to show them all the things to do around the house. And I suppose you think you can just get any Tom, Dick, and Mary to wash your stockings the way you want them. Well, I will admit, Laura, finally learned that. When we first hired her, you didn't live here. There were only three of us. Well, if I'm in the way, I'll be glad to move, Aunt Jane. Hey, what are you talking about, Well, I mean, if it's a question of choosing between Laura and you. Oh, you silly. Who said anything about choosing between Laura and you? I didn't. I'm choosing between two dollars and a new girl. I'm not getting off the subject. I still say we can't pay her any more money. I try to tell her that while I was serving her tea this afternoon, but she says that Mrs. Van Tell... You were that... serving her tea? Well, I try to make things easy for her. You were? Oh, and Jane, you're spoiling that girl. That's the trouble. Well, I had to try to make a change of mind about leaving. I told her it wasn't a matter of principle so much as it was the two dollars, but it didn't do any good. I could see she was just dying to take the job of Mrs. Van Pelt. Who's Mrs. Van Pelt? Well, I don't know. Some rich millionaire. She must be if she can hire a girl to start $12 a uh, week. Oh, yes. The phone, Jane. Oh. I'll answer, dear. Yeah. Well, that might be for me. Neil said he might call this evening. Hello? How is Neil after his hectic last week? Oh, fine now. Hello? For me, Jane? Uh, yes, this is Mrs. A. Who? Mrs. Van Pelt. Oh, all people. Um, yes, Mrs. Van Pelt. Uh, you want to speak to Laura? Well, maybe she's still here. I don't know. I'll go see. Jane, you know she's not here. Uh, well, sometimes she leaves without even washing the dinner dishes, Mrs. Van Pelt. I have the hardest time making her do things. <laughs> I just don't know what she's thinking about sometimes. I always tell her she's just good for nothing, and I don't know a soul that would stand for the things Jane, I do. Jane, you stop that silly conversation. Uh, but hold the phone a minute, oh. Mrs. Van Pelt. I'll go see if she did the dishes or just sacked, uh, sacked them up. Uh, hold the phone. Oh, Jane, you shouldn't do that. Good girl, it's yes. Don't forget it. I'm trying to make her think that Laura isn't any good and she won't take her anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the idea, Jane. It's pretty good, isn't it, dear? Oh, it's It came to me all of a sudden like a flash in the pan. Oh, oh and Jane, yeah. go on. Tell her she's not here. It's not so loud and hold your horse. It takes time to go to the kitchen and come back. I'll call her. Laura? Yes? Who did that? Oh, Mark, you shouldn't do that. You'll spoil the whole thing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, Anne, don't laugh so loud. Oh, I better talk to her. Uh, hello, Mrs. Van Pelt. Uh, no, she's not here. She did it again. The dishes were just backed up with grease and everything, and you should see the chicken. It's a sight for sore eyes. Honestly, I don't know what that girl is thinking of half the time. Uh, hello? Hello? Did she hang up? No, somebody's talking. Oh, it's the operator. She says for her to drop another nickel. Drop another nickel? Hello? Oh, she hung up now. Wait a minute. She asked Mrs. Van Pelt to drop another nickel? Yes, I heard her. Say, there's something going on here. Mrs. Van Pelt using a pay phone? Uh-oh, there is something going on. What? What's so funny about Mrs. Van Pelt dropping a nickel? With all her money, she can certainly afford a nickel. Well... It looks as if Laura overplayed her bluff a little. We learn more about the outcome when next we meet the Easy Aces.